Welcome back, everyone. Another week of Taurus Tech Talk here at SG Taurus. I'm your host, Matt LePan. Once again, joined this week by Phil Valpi, our Senior Technical Support Representative. Phil, welcome back. Good to have you back on. Thanks, Matt. Today, we're going to be talking about Mitsubishi Electric Heating and Air Conditioning Products and some of the system checks to make before you call Phil or one of the technical support guys. Just some common things to check before you make the phone call and say, well, it's not working. So if your system's not working correctly, Phil, what are the first couple of checks they can make? Well, when we get the calls, normally they haven't checked anything, so we walk them through it. And, and the first thing we ask, are the lights on the indoor wall unit blinking? And if they are, let's count the code. If the lights on the outdoor unit are blinking, let's count the code. There could be red lights and yellow lights and green lights. Sometimes they call it yellow amber. And the reason we want the count is because if you go to Mitsubishi's website, gives all these service information, which is www.mylinkdrive.com. Every service manual is available and gives us all of the um, the checks that we're going to go through here now. When you uh, get to the house, the customer says it's not cooling and you check the lights, you might look at the service manual or you might call us. We're going to have you check this. The first check is your line one and line two coming to the outdoor unit. It's usually labeled L1 and L2, TB1 or whatever, and it should be 240 volts. Everything that we sell with Mitsubishi is 240 volts. There are a couple of 110 volt units, but we don't sell those. So almost everything you're gonna see on line one, line two is 240 volts. So once you check L1 and L2 and have 240 volts, next thing we're going to do is check the power going to the indoor units. On a regular unit, it goes in on S1 and S2, and S1 and S2 on the terminal block, and there could be up to five S1 and S2s. Each of those should have 240 volts. We then have an S2 and an S3 terminal on that same terminal block, and we have to change our meter to DC volts. Little backstory on the S2S3. S2S3 is our communication line. All of our units communicate between S2 and S3 indoors and outdoors. If it was a branch box, it's from branch box to indoors. The S2S3 sends 24 volts approximately DC to the indoor unit. The indoor unit takes that 24 DC, looks at it, and changes it to about 10 volts DC and sends it back out with data on it. So if you put a meter on S2S3, you will see a fluctuating DC voltage that can go 24 to 10, 30 to 8. Meters don't catch up as fast, so it should be fluctuating. If you see a solid 24 volts on S2S3 or no volts on S2S3, we have a problem with that DC voltage. The next step with that is we remove the S2S3 wires at the outdoor unit. Turn the power off first, take them off, then turn the power on. If you put your meter on and get 24 volts approximately solid DC volts out there, then the problem is probably in the wire or the indoor unit. The unit is generating 24, so we should see 24. 
At that point, we put the wire back on, take it off at the indoor unit, turn the power on, and check the 24 volts at the wire coming into the indoor unit on S2 and S3, and it should be 24 volts solid. Okay. If it isn't 24 volts solid, then we have a wire problem. Now, the 24 volts could be 27, 22, depending on what the outdoor unit is generating, and that depends on our 208, 240 voltage. So once we've determined that we have 24 volts coming in and put the wire on and don't see fluctuating voltage, we probably have a problem on the indoor board, and that's where we're going to start by changing the indoor board if we don't get the fluctuating voltage there. Now, if we don't have 240 coming into the indoor board, then we have to check the wire also. If you have it on S1, S2 outdoors, but not indoors, then we have a wire problem. One of the tricks we use, and this is for testing only, is to take a piece of thermostat wire and run it from the S1, S2, S3 outdoors to S1, S2, S3 indoors temporarily for a few minutes to test to see if our current wire is bad. That is not for operation. It is for only testing purposes. That's, you know, a lot of guys will take about a 200-foot piece of 18-3 wire, roll it up in the truck and call it their Mitsubishi wire so they can use it, use it for testing. So say we've got a indication that the problem is outdoors. There's no 24 volts. The next thing we will do then is go to the outdoor board and look at the pink plug on the outdoor board. This pink plug is labeled CNAC, Charles Norman Apple Charlie, okay? And that usually has a couple of black wires going to it. That pink plug has three to 400 volts DC on it. We wanna make sure we have 300 volts DC. If we don't have 300 volts DC, then we're looking at a power board. If we do have 300 volts DC and there are no lights on the PC board or we don't have 24 volts coming out, the chances are the outdoor control PC board is bad. Okay. Now, when we look at the lights on these, there are some charts on the service manual found on mylinkdrive.com. And the charts are broken into two sections. You have to read both charts. Three red lights blinking on the board may mean two different things on different charts. You have to look at the blink code inside, the blink code outside, and whether the unit is running or whether the unit is not running, and go to the correct chart for that. There are too many to enumerate here, but you can get onto my link drive for that. Some of the other things are thermistors are all labeled in the service manual, and they all have uh, resistance readings on the charts. Most of them are in the tens of thousands of ohms, like 50,000, 60,000, 80,000 ohms. There are very few 10K thermistors in these units. Now, one of the most important things if you're going to be testing electrical on any of these units is you must have a set of needle probes. Needle probes are the only things that will fit into the connectors on these units to test them properly. For testing S1, S2, S3, any electric media, AC, DC will work. But when you start to go into checking plugs like CNAC and others, you need the needle probes. Now, these needle probes are really fine, like a common pin, and they are really sharp. So you can get them in onto the back of the terminals. 
So if you're going to work on Mitsubishi, you must have a set of needle probes. They're not expensive. They're $15, $20, $25 for a good set, and they will fit on any meter out there. But if you don't have them, you really can't work on the units. Thank you, Phil. And we all know that Phil has worked on more Mitsubishi units than just about anyone out there. Phil knows all this information like the back of his hand. So make sure you're listening to him. Get those needlepoint probes because you're going to need them to work on any Mitsubishi unit. Make sure you're making these checks before you call the tech line, right? If you can make these checks yourself and not have to sit in the queue and wait and then be on the phone, it's going to speed up your job. It's going to make you more efficient. If you do need to call the guys, call them on our main number, 978-657-7779, and ask for technical support, and you'll get put into queue. Or you can call and get right into the queue at 978-657-4768. We want to thank Phil for coming on, giving out some of this great information. As always, make sure to subscribe to the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora. If you can find a podcast, you can find Tech Talk. Just search Taurus Tech Talk. Follow along on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Use the hashtag Taurus Tech Talk. And make sure to listen to all of our Tech Talks on our website, sgtaurus.com backslash podcasts. I want to thank you again for tuning in. We'll see you next week on Taurus Tech Talk.